Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio. I'm very happy to be here today. And it is a wonderful world that we live in. And, uh, you know, there might seem to be a lot of stuff going on out there, but I want to just tell you what you think about, you talk about, what you talk about, you bring about. So, you know, we really need to start to believe that our country can be great again, that we can actually overcome uh, all these things that are holding the American people down and actually just come out of this whole, this whole last year plus, year plus, and actually create the lives that we want. There's absolutely no reason that we can't flourish and prosper in this country. Um, we've got plenty of, plenty of things out there that we can take advantage of. Um, the mind is an amazing thing, right? You know, imagination, nothing got created in this country or in the world without imagination first. You have to imagine it in order for it to come into fruition. And that's one thing great about human beings on this planet is we have that ability to imagine. And we have that ability to take that imagination and mess around with it and mess around with it until all of a sudden we come up with something that makes our lives easier, right? And that's been, uh, you know, the lot of our stay here. Of course, that imagination can also be detrimental to the health of our country, the health of the world, and, uh, you know, not only of human beings on the planet, but the planet in general. So I just want to share with you a couple things that happened to me in the last couple days. And that's one reason I played uh, the, the song by Louis Armstrong, It's a Wonderful World. Believe it or not, I, uh, I actually went and listened to some live music last night at Michael's on Main. And uh, it's, you know, they've been doing it for a while. They were pushing the envelope, but they're playing music five days a week. This is not a paid commercial by them. It's me just saying it was so amazing uh, being in that restaurant last night and having all these people dancing and having fun and they weren't wearing masks and they were, you know, everybody was like embracing and there were birthday parties and it was amazing, you know, just amazing. I know that there's a few other venues going on. I believe over by uh, Whole Foods in uh, Santa Cruz on Soquel Drive. I haven't been there yet, but I know that there's a, a event happening on Fridays where you can go out and just see people. And then tonight, um, at the beach at Twin Lakes Beach, there's a group of people meeting. And, you know, if there's more of this going on, let us know. The people want to know. We want to know where we can go embrace, um, you know, other human beings that believe that life is worth living and it's not worth being scared and locked up somewhere. This morning, I woke up early and, uh, you know, I live in Seacliff, so... I thought, you know what, I'm just going to walk down to this local restaurant just four blocks from my house, had my coffee sitting out in my yard. The fog was in. It was a beautiful morning. And I thought, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll take my little laptop thing and I'll go down there and have some breakfast and, you know, do a little work. So I walked down there and a little breakfast joint next to Manny's closed. And it apparently had been closed for a while, but I just hadn't noticed you know, this little place called the Hole in the Wall dried up and went away. So I'm standing there at like 7.30 in the morning, go, wow, there's no place to eat breakfast in, in this part of town anymore. So I go, okay, I'll, I'll, 
Now, another thing that was really interesting, there was a line of cars going down Seacliff Drive, probably 50 cars deep, turning to get into Seacliff Beach. And they were, the beach hadn't, they hadn't even opened the gate yet. So there were these families with uh, pickup trucks full of car, you know, of seats and tables and, you know, picnic baskets. Like Yogi would have been very happy about this. So I decided, oh, I'll just go walk down to the beach. Wouldn't it be fun to see people set up for this beach day? So I walked down to the beach and I walked south towards um, Rio Del Mar. And sure enough, there were families setting up. I took some pictures, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been to Seacliff Beach, but there's these little preordained picnic areas where they have tables and covered for the sun and stuff like that. And there were like little tablecloths filled with, you know, there was bananas on one table. There was a watermelon on another table. There was a bunch of corn wrapped up, ready to be done. There was a guy, a whole family, that this guy was cooking bacon on this huge outdoor skillet. I mean, this is America. This is what we grew up to be part of. This is why we, our forefathers did what they did so that we can have this free country here. And we have an amazing ability. There's nothing that can stop us, the American people, from being great. And there's nothing that can stop us from, you know, thriving, except between our two ears. That's the, that's the thing that stops us. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of factions. You know, there was 2008. There's, it seems like who's ever running the world has it out for us. They want to, you know, just take a lot of our, suck our veins dry. So for whatever kind of profit they want. But the one thing about the United States is it always comes back. We're as resilient as can be. And we just need to know that. I talked uh, in the last few weeks, I've mentioned the jar of fleas with a lid on it. And the fleas would only jump so high and they'd hit the lid and then they couldn't jump any higher and it got conditioned. When they took the lid off the jar, the fleas would try to jump, but they couldn't jump any higher than they were conditioned to jump, which was just below the lid of the jar because they didn't want to hit their little heads on it anymore. And um, what's very interesting is the offspring of those fleas did the same thing. They could not jump any higher. They were preconditioned. And uh, I can look at generations, right? You know, I, my parents were of what was considered the greatest generation. The United States got into World War II to help save the world from a terrible fate. And, you know, uh, whole football teams went and joined the, the fight. And, you know, all, like two came back. And it was an amazing time. My family got here in seven, the earliest time in, in one side, the McCollums, the earliest name in the Bible, the family Bible I have is 1777, which somebody was born, which means the family was here prior to that. On my mom's side of the family, the Ortons, Thomas Orton is the first Orton that got to Ohio, and they have a statue there. It might be Connecticut, I can't remember, um, but a statue of Thomas Orton there in 1634 is when he got here, 1634, right after the Mayflower, I guess. So, you know, families have been here preserving our our rights to have a country here. And, and listening to Tom Quinn's show and that gentleman talking about what Abraham Lincoln had talked about, which was going back to the, the roots of the Constitution. You know, I've, I've thought about this, and I had no idea what I was going to talk about today and still don't. But, um, you know, I've thought about this. Most of the greatest gener- or, uh, civilizations last about 300 years, you know, three, 400 years. You know, there was, uh, we don't know how long the Greeks were there, but Helena Troy came and, you know, I wrote a song about her. Um, and then there was the, the Roman Empire, right? And then it, after the Roman Empire fell, which between the Greeks and the Romans, some of the greatest thinkers in our times, in fact, the Constitution, a lot of the uh, formers of the Constitution studied all that stuff, as the gentleman was talking about earlier, to, to put together something to save our country or create a country where we could we could discover what we wanted to discover. We could create electricity. We could, you know, put men on the moon. We had nothing stopping us except for between our two ears. And so 
I, I thought of this when I, you know, probably 40 years ago as a kid. Well, I wasn't a kid then, but, you know, I was thinking about, gosh, you know, 300 years. Well, the United States has been around 200 and about 200 years. What's going to happen next? And I thought, ah, no, Constitution's great, man. This thing's set up. We got it made. Well, we're kind of at the verge of losing our country right now to people whose interests are uh, different than the individual and differing from what the Constitution set forth. So I just want you to take a look at that because, again, as I was walking down Seacliff Beach this morning listening to a song by Steve Miller, Brave New World, a song created in 1968, I believe, and... Um, I was looking at these families just having joy, no mask. Everybody was happy, and it was like it was like a new beginning. And I want everybody out there who's listening to just think of this as a new beginning. It's time to just sweep the floor clean, uh, you know, decide what you want to do in six months. We have like a little over six months to the end of the year. I highly encourage you to write down what you would like to see happen in your life, in your business, if you have one, in your financials, in your uh, happiness with your spouse, um, or if you don't have a spouse, finding who you want with your children, what you'd like to have them achieve. Just get out a piece of paper and do this exercise and take 20, 30 minutes and just write yourself a letter and make that letter be from the future. And you can say, wow, it's December 31st. I'm so happy. Or January, January 1st, 2022, right? And go, uh, it's so great to wake up this morning and to know that this has happened and this has happened and this has happened. Because, you know, you'll always miss 100% of the shots you never shoot. That's a basketball thing. You know, you'll always miss 100% of the shots you don't shoot. And those fleas that couldn't jump any higher than the, the lid on the jar they're not going to shoot any higher because they've been conditioned not to. And, um, you know, my office has been going through a hiring thing for over a year. No, almost a year. And it's really in interesting to see, and I hear this not only across the country, but in other countries as well. A good friend of mine lives in Argentina, and I was talking to her about her business and her difficulty Hey, it's Christy McCollum, Price. Hi, Christy. I was listening to them talk about how difficult it is in even Argentina to find people that maybe they want to work, but they don't know how to work. They don't know what it is to put in a day's work, hard effort. And it's like, well, that was hard. Yeah, but it was fun. It was productive. Now, you do have to have fun working or it's not worth it, right? So if you're doing something that just isn't in your billowack, if it's something that is not lighting you up or making your life where you want to be, write that in that letter for January 1st, 2022. Go, this is it's so great to have the job I want or the business I want, or I've always wanted to write a book and I've got it to the publisher. I mean, I've written six books. I was illiterate till I was 28. Literally, I couldn't read a lick. I couldn't read a comic strip. But now, and somehow, somewhere, when you least expect it, that's a candid camera for you. By 2017, I wrote my first book called The Adventures of Little Big Jim. You can find it on Amazon. And I've got a trilogy now in that series. I've got two more books in the, in the making for that series. And then I've written another murder mystery called Culling Station A. That book is about my grandpa, who was born in 1883, uh, his his grandfather was the first Marshal Salinas, took a bullet in the lung trying to stop a duel in a bar back in Salinas. Uh, but he still lived to be 84 years old. They took him to Tassajara Hot Springs to heal at that time. And, uh, but he died at 84, still with a bullet in his lung. And I don't even think it was from lead poisoning. But, um, you know, anyway, my, my grandpa was born in 1883. His... Uh, his um, he moved to Kalinga in 1910 to become editor of the Kalinga Record. Kalinga at that time was the biggest oil boom in history. It was the largest oil find in history. So he told me a lot of stories. He talked about uh, the dark, the shady part of town called Whiskey Row. 
And uh, he wrote a poem called When Whiskey Row Is Laid Low. And I loved that poem as a kid. It inspired my book called Coaling Station A, which is a murder mystery. So that's also, all of those are found on Amazon. His younger brother, my uncle, great uncle Charles, was born in... Um, 1892, he uh, was infatuated with uh, the um, Wright brothers. And when World War I came about, he was so interested in flying that he found out that France was hiring flyers and they would train him. So he went to France and he actually became a, a pilot. And um, Christie's on the line. There's a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, of historical fiction here, but he was a pilot. And so I wrote this amazing story called Kaleidoscope. It's seeing through the eyes of, you know, somebody else what happened and how he got shot down behind enemy lines and basically was responsible for um, for changing the course of the war because World War One was was terrible in the Somme. They would they would move one foot in a week in this muddy trenches just terrible and the mustard gas and stuff that the uh the other people would put out that would just devastate these lives so the reason i'm talking about all this is because of america right it's because of what i saw this morning as i was walking along the beach in seacliff and i saw <laughs> i'm just going off i've gone past my hard break here i think we'll take a break and then we'll come back in just a couple minutes the colors of the Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have this amazing patient, Gaylene, here, who walked into our office, well, barely walked into our office, and she'd had uh, a lot of attempts and tried to fix her health, and she's had some tremendous changes here. So um, I was wondering if you would like to just tell our audience about that. Well, like Dr. McCollum said, I came into the office in December hardly able to walk and bent over. And within three visits... I was standing up straight, walking. I, I couldn't believe it. That's never happened to me before. It's very been a, been a very um, rough <laughs> road, but we're getting there, and I'm very grateful. Yeah, and you had two back surgeries as well, right? Yes, I did. Yep, in uh, 1995. Yeah. And so they didn't really solve your problem? No, they didn't. And you came in, we did some stem cell treatments on you and some chiropractic on you, right? Correct. Yeah. So you're happy. I'm happy. Everyone here is just awesome. They're all here to help you. They're all so sweet. And uh, I'm glad I came here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gaylene. And um, I just really appreciate you being here as well. You're oh. such a pleasure when you come in. Thanks. So um, you should listen to Gaylene, see if we can help your health. That's right. Anyone that needs help, please okay. come in. Thank you. Hey, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I have this amazing patient, Lauren, here, and she had a few things to say. Hi, I'm Lauren Spencer, a local realtor, and I've been seeing Duncan for years now. I had a biking accident, and he's been adjusting me since then, and it's been amazing. But lately, I've had trouble with my feet, and I'm an avid walker, avid biker, avid uh, golfer, and uh, my feet were aching all the time. And I tried Duncan's TRT machine, which is an amazing stem cell machine that rejuvenates uh, the cells and my feet I've had like three or four um, sessions with the machine and my feet are like new no aches no pains it's a miracle so I really highly recommend Duncan and his chiropractic services but also that TRT machine you got to try it thanks wow thanks Lauren that was awesome so we still have the $49 special come on in and see if it works for you thank you Colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies. Hello, everybody. 
everybody. Dr. Duncan McCollum back. Yeah, that's amazing. And Lauren's being humble. She went off a 90-foot cliff into a river and uh, had to be taken out by helicopter. So that little bike accident, she's recovered tremendously from. So that's amazing. I really appreciate both Gaylene and Lauren for sharing their, their wins at my office. My staff is totally dedicated to doing whatever we can to help you. And of course, if we don't think we can help you, we'll let you know and try to find somebody who can. So I've been talking a little bit about, uh, you know, well, a lot about America and about uh, what our country is founded on, you know, and uh, my cousin Christy McCollum is listening right now, and it would be remiss of me to say that if I didn't mention that her father was a pilot in World War II. He was a, uh, I believe, the Navy pilot, and uh, of course, my dad was a captain in the Navy in World War II in naval intelligence, but, you know, it's really about having a safe country for people to come and, and take have your dreams dreams come true. You know, we're listening to Louis Armstrong and his song, It's a Wonderful World, talking about, you know, people shaking hands, saying, how do I do? And it's really all about love is what he's saying. You know, and it's really time to just make friends with people and just put down our differences and decide What's best for the individuals in this country? What's best for our country? But the country is founded on by the people for the people, right? So it shouldn't be by the government for the government. It should be by the people for the people. And um, I think that we're pretty amazing. You know, I see, I, I was out watching a band called, I think it was called Rosebud last night. They were amazing at Michael's on Main. And again, Michael's was open. There were people dancing, no masks. I saw some old friends that, you know, we embrace each other and, and it was happy. It was amazing. And the whole world should be this way. Well, let's make our country this way first. And, uh, Again, I was, uh, I was out at the beach today. And this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, if you're just tuning in. I know a lot of times people are cruising around listening. To, they happen on the station. But I'm a chiropractor in Ap or Capitola. I've been there for, in practice for over 30 years. I actually broke my back when I was 12, falling out of a tree. And uh, went undiagnosed. Um, because nobody took x-rays, I fell out of a tree at Cal Berkeley. I'm sure uh, Dr. John's listening, who I've had on the show before that was a, he went to Cal. And, um, you know, the, they just gave me pain kills because, you know, I was complaining about my back. But, you know, little kids at that time, check this out. I think it's hard now. Back when, you, when I was a kid, kids were supposed to be seen and not heard. So <laughs> it's a lot easier now. Everybody's being heard, but uh, and rightly so. Everybody should be heard, though. So, um, you know, I I hurt. I lived most of my life in pain, and um, up until I, I I hurt my back so bad lifting a piano because I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be lifting things. I thought everybody was in pain. I'm the piano I lifted. Uh, in a garage, hit the roof and collapsed my, and I collapsed. That was the second major injury to my low back. Um, I was, I ended up being flat on my back for three weeks, 20 years old. My parents were out of the country. Um, I had my friends give me everything that they could finally possibly find. They even went and asked Alice and they found everything that my, my mother wouldn't have uh, given me, you know, and the white rabbit gave me everything and nothing helped. So finally I was carried into a chiropractor's office against my will because I didn't believe in doctors at that point. No, nobody'd helped me. My mother had developed, we, we grew up in a, in a town where there were a lot of doctors as friends. In fact, my mother was an artist and she taught the doctors and one day she got sick and I went to the, the hospital with her and the doctor looked at her and, and, uh, told her that she was terminal, that she had cancer. And as a young kid at 15 years old, I looked at the doctor's eyes and I saw a lost look. And I always thought, doctors fixed you. Well, except for my back. And that w was another thing that made me just think about what, whose responsibility is it to find out about your own health? Well, I became, it became very 
apparent to me that it was up to me if I wanted to be healthy. Health is wealth. You know, you, you can work all you want. And I've, I've seen so many people work up to a point where they either, you know, have a, a heart, some heart trouble. And in Santa Cruz County, 50% of the fi- time, the first sign of heart disease is death. So 50% of the time, the first time you even know you have a heart problem is death, right? So it's really, and one reason I do this show, and you guys know who listen a lot, that I talk about the ketogenic diet, I talk about intermittent fasting. I went to Mexico, I had 120 million stem cells put into my uh, veins um, a month and a half ago. It's made a huge difference for me. If anybody's interested in that, give me a call. I can talk to you about it. I also had 30 million other stem cells injected into certain joints in my back where I'd broke it. And uh, I've been out of pain. You know, even though chiropractic really has kept me where I'm at, and it's a physical job, it's like playing football every day for 30 years. Um, it's, it's been a huge difference for me. So I believe in possibilities. I believe that in this country, anything's possible. And I think that uh, we need to embrace that for ourselves. I think it's really time, and I, I said this earlier, for those of you that are just tuning in, and if you haven't done this yet, get out a piece of paper, write down where you want to, write down where you want to be by January 1st, 2022. Just write down a few things like, hey, it's so fun driving in my new car, or it's so great that I've finished this book I've been writing, or I'm so happy that my kid has learned to do a backflip, or, you know, whatever those things might be, or I finally started that business that I've wanted to be with, what I don't do all these years, or I finally listened to so many people that said, you will be in three to five years like the people you hang out with in the books you read. And I decided there's some people that I probably shouldn't hang out with because it's getting me nowhere. So it's time to make a change. Time to make a change is now. Um, My son, Angus, is an amazing musician. And uh, my daughter is too, by the way. And my other son, they're all good good musicians. But Angus was born with a voice. This guy's got a voice that when you listen to it, you don't want him to stop. So what does he do? He doesn't play very often. (laughs) But Right now, I told him this morning, I said, look, I went to Michael's on Main last night. People were loving the music. They were eating it up. It's, it's like for the first time in over a year, they could go and, and dance and not have a mask and look at other people and see their teeth who are smiling. And I said, look, right now, people need music. You know, you should get together with your friends because he was a leader in a band up in uh, Tahoe for two years. He had probably one of the most effect- successful bands up there. And he was like 20. He was the youngest one in the band, but he was leading the band because he grew up around music, you know. And uh, as my cousin Christy knows, so did we. Her dad was the, uh, and I'm just going to tout on your dad, Christy. He was the uh, head professor of, of the music department of Michigan uh, University in Ann Arbor. And uh, an amazing guy. He was, uh, I'll tell a funny story about about him because this is the opportunity that happens in the United States. This is when you have things that you, you want to do anything, you can do anything. And my Uncle John was in, I think, New York singing for uh, some kind of opera. And he was walking down the street on a break and he heard this beautiful music coming out of a synagogue. So he walked into the synagogue and uh, started talking to the, the gentleman in there. And um, he, uh, the guy, Uncle John, my Uncle John's commented on the song. He goes, you know the song? He goes, yes, of course I know the song. I'm, I sing. And so he goes, oh, really? I need a tenor. He was a great ten- tenor, sang with Beverly Sills in uh, um, Carnegie Hall. He was also in a movie called The Mall and the Night Visitors. He was uh, Gaspar, which is one of the Three Kings. And uh, so anyway, he says, well, I'd love to sing for you, but I'm Scottish. I'm, I'm not really, you know, you're, you have a synagogue. I, I'm not Jewish. And he goes, well, what's your name? And he goes, well, it's McCollum. And he goes, no problem. We'll call you Maxie Allum. So for the next several weeks, my Uncle John McCollum was Maxie Allum. And he sang in the synagogue this beautiful um, this, whatever, whatever he was singing. Anyway, what else? This is only in America can this happen. 
And it's the America that I grew up with and, and so many of us. And it's time to get that back. You know, we should allow individuals to go out and create what they want to create. Um, the schools really need to cater to the imagination rather than catering, cater to, you know, the dogma of, you know, basically, in my opinion, a lot of times it's the way it's set up is they are, they're conditioning children rather than opening them up to possibilities. You know, like Thomas Jefferson, of course, not Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Edison tried 10,000 times to make a light bulb. And, you know, what if he had stopped at 9,999? You know, he, I believe the, this is uh, not quite the quote, but he said something like, well, I never really failed. I just found 9,999 9, ways not to make a light bulb. So, um, you know, I'm 65 years old, uh, couldn't read till I was 28, was in severe pain, major drug addict, almost OD'd at 28. And uh, even in my high school teacher or my high school principal told my dad and my dad told me this almost on his deathbed that the, te the principal called him and said, your, your son's dumb. You know, he can't pass anything. Well, I just couldn't read. So, uh, you know, I just look at any individual and go, if you get enough support, you can do anything you want. Now, a lot of times that support has to come from you. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that anything is possible. And you have to start to wake up in the morning. And this is what I try to do every day. I wish I did, but I don't because I'm just not that quite that organized. But when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I write down, I try to write down at least three things that I'm grateful for. You know, whether it's my kids, two of my kids are working for me right now. Angus is running the stem cell machine and Natalie's not only running the office, but she's running me and my online business. Amazing, amazing people. But to have them at 24 and 27 want to be with their dad and work with their dad is amazing. And I just, I just am so respectful and thankful that they want to do that. I've always... We've always told our kids, you know, that the best thing you can do is not work for, is to, you know, figure out what you want to do and be your own boss. Now I'm, uh, now I'm their boss. Actually, Natalie's, I'm, Natalie's my boss. But, um, you know, I guess my whole point of the show today is that everything's possible. Anything's possible. If you decide, uh, like what did uh, Ford say, you know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. So... Um, we've been programmed like those fleas with a lid on the top for a year and a half to think we can't. We can't go out. We can't breathe. We can't look, not wear a mask. Um, we can't hug somebody. We can't touch them. And what that became is people would not even look me in the eye. I know that when I was walking to the beach, because I never wore a mask except for maybe in my office when my patients needed me to because I respect them and I want them to feel good. I know a lot of offices that didn't ever do that. But my goal is to help as many people as I can not be right, okay? To be right is the, how, you know, the, the most right you can be or the most wrong you can be is probably dead, you know? So since there are no absolutes, it's, it's like if I can slowly bring somebody out of pain and get them to realize that the way that they get healthy and be healthy is to actually take charge of their own health, then I'm actually doing pretty well. So we're coming up to our next break. I'm going to turn it over to Michael, Dave Michaels, an amazing guy, and I'll be back in just a couple minutes. This is Dr. McCollum. I have this amazing guy, Gary, here, who's a new patient to our office. And he just came up to the front and started talking about stuff. And I wanted you to just express what you were telling us. Hi, Dr. McCollum. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Gary McKinney. I live in Seaside. I listened to uh, KSCO on Saturdays, and I heard Dr. McCollum has a phenomenal show at 1 o'clock mm -hmm. on KSCO. Yeah. So please check him out sometime. But uh, the real reason is... Uh, I've been a, a client of Dr. Uh, Dr. McCollum for 
10 days now, and I feel like I've been with him, with him in his office for well over, you know, all my life. The, the, everyone that works at the office is so helpful and so friendly. Uh, it really feels like a family. He's not just joking when he says that he, he that they welcome you and, and, uh, and, uh, and is able to take care of every need. I came in uh, for TRT treatment, which is a tissue regenerative therapy which is phenomenal and uh, you know it's a little bit it's a little bit costly but I mean what price are you are you willing to pay for not being healthy because that everything affects everything else and uh, the TRT has already made a difference in my life but but what is really satisfying to me is coming here and meeting fine people like Natalie which is Dr. McCallum's daughter and uh, frequently she's the uh, utility player running around the office and she uh, she always you can always tell that natalie's on the phone because she will always say mccallum chiropractic i can help you and you know what she can and she does and it just uh, makes my heart jump uh, just to realize uh, there's such helpful and friendly people in the office everyone from angus who runs the trt machine uh, the other chiropractors in the office and the uh, administrative staff like Miriam and, and uh, Arlene, they're very friendly and very helpful. You, you never have to follow up on everything. They send you messages uh, a day before uh, your appointments. It makes it so seamless, so bulletproof, just to be in a safe place where you can rely on treatment. And uh, and if you, if you have a problem, Dr. McCallum will go the extra mile to make it happen. And not, not the least of which, uh, Dr. McCallum, besides a chiropractor, he's a naturopath. So he's one dangerous dude in the <laughs> health realm because there's all sorts of alternative methodologies he's, he's, he's using. He also has his, his finger on the pulse of detoxification from 5G and things of that nature, which he'll be willing to share with you as he's collecting the data. Uh, he's also a master of detoxification of heavy metals and things of that nature. And uh, he has a very extensive survey to fill out so that he could help you better on that. And I'm looking forward to the detox process as well. So uh, uh, this is all unsolicited. Dr. McCallum asked me to just say a few words. I could go on and on because I feel so comfortable here. If you want to feel comfortable at a chiropractor's office, come to Dr. McCallum. He's in conveniently located off of 41st Avenue. <laughs> and uh, come on down. They're waiting for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs>Everybody, Dr. McCollum back. That's so great. Gary is such a great patient, and it's uh, well, you can hear us kind of laughing in the background as he's talking because you know he'd been a patient for 10 days and he knew so much about what we did. Um, so obviously, you know, he's either a really good listener or we did a relatively good job of explaining it. He even got uh, some of our phone things right, like we're conveniently located across from the olive tree. Uh, whatever that new Olive Garden is in uh, Capitola. So, uh, but I really appreciate it when my patients come out and they say, look, I'd like to tell you that uh, usually what happens is in a room, they'll say, man, I want to let you know that my headaches are gone or my back pain's gone or my sciatic is there. I'm no longer having digestive problems. And I always say, you know, would you please go tell my front desk? Because, you know, we hear this as doctors in the, in the room, but the front desk works so hard and they do so so much to try to make your uh, experience in our office, you know, pleasant. And if not, like Gary said, making you feel like family, I go, they never get to hear this. So inevitably, I'll take them to the front and ask them if they would please tell the staff that. And that's where that came from. That's where Gary uh, said all that stuff. And so I encourage you, you know, I always do a complimentary consultation. If you have any reason to come in, uh, whether it's just to see if you can be healthier. I think I had one guy this year go, hey, I'm healthy. I want to be healthier. And he started on 
care plan because he wants to be healthy. You know, and I think Gary said one thing in there. He says, what, is the, what price do you pay to not be healthy? You know, what price do you pay to not be healthy? A heck of a price, right? So, you know, I mean, getting yourself healthy takes effort. It takes time and it takes willingness to make some changes in your life and willingness to learn and look to see whether or not these changes make sense to you because your life will change. Your health will change. And whether it changes for the better or worse is completely up to you. Just like I was saying today, like if you want to make a change in your life in the next six months and you want to write yourself a, a letter to open up on January 1st, 2022, and you write down outlandish stuff, just amazing things. You know, I've, my family and I, we've made uh, goal boards for years. You know, usually sometime in January, we'd get together. Back in the day, it was with magazines, and we'd cut out stuff. Now you can print anything you off, want off the Internet. But, um, you know, I'm a, I love playing piano. I, I've played for years, and, um, you know, a few other instruments I like to play. But I always wanted a grand piano, and that went up on my goal board. And I think the first time I put it up there was, like, probably 2015, so I tore that off and stuck it on my goal board for 2016, 2017, 2018. Well, in 2019, um, one of my best friends that I've known him since I was six months old and he was born, um, his, his dad, who was a great friend of ours, had passed away up in Berkeley. And uh, Richard had bought a grand piano from the San Francisco Opera House, and it was one of the practice pianos. So it was a Kawai, uh, you know, five foot, I guess, five one. And they called me and said, Duncan, do you want this piano? I know you like to play. And so basically, I had put that thing up there for five years, and I'd thought about it every time I went to the, into the bathroom in the morning. My board was sitting there with all of the stuff I want. And, you know, that, that piano came to fruition. It's in my house right now. It's an amazing piano, probably barely played in the, in the opera house. Also on that board were two books, because I had written The Adventures of Little Big Jim, and I'd also written... I guess it was Coaling Station A at that time, and they hadn't been published. I'd not even found a, a publisher, but I had the manuscripts, and they were on that same goal board saying, I want to publish these books. And uh, I was had the opportunity to sing with uh, a, a down in Monterey. I was called by a very good friend of mine who I grew up with that said, hey, we need a baritone to sing in this um, kind of a... It was a, a, I don't know what you call it, it was a gospel piece. And uh, it was for uh, what happened to Haiti, the, the earthquake or the typhoon that happened in Haiti at that time. And I didn't really know who these people were, but I went down there and I s started singing with them. And there was a woman there that I was talking to who was the director of a gospel church down there in Monterey. And I just had told her, yeah, my family had been in Monterey since the 1800s. My great-great-grandfather, that whole story I already said. And I've written a book. And she goes, oh, my husband wrote a book. And there's a publisher in town that you should talk to. So she gave me the name of Tony Seaton. And I called Tony. Uh, he agreed to meet me at lunch on the wharf. And I gave him my two manuscripts. And he came back uh, a few weeks later and said, these are good. We're, I want to publish them for you. So... I'd put those books on that goal board and they'd been on there for a couple of years, but the first one got published in 2017. I published another one in January the next year and then I've published six books since. But the only reason I'm saying this is because I want you to go on Amazon and buy my books. <laughs> well, that'd be nice, but you don't have to. Um, because I want you to realize that if you... You know, what you put your mind to, you can actually acquire. What you desire, you can acquire, but you have to put it out there and stay with it, stick with it, you know? Um, so I encourage you to make a, make, write yourself a letter today and uh, make it, make, you know what? I was at a, a conference down out in Denver a few weeks ago and they had us do this. And um, so I wrote myself a letter. I don't even remember what I wrote in that letter, but they're going to mail it to me at the date they're going to mail it to me at. 
And they also said, write one for the end of the year, three years and five years. Another thing that they, she said to do, this, this lady that was speaking that I thought was amazing, is she goes, write your obituary. I want you to write your own obituary. And I want you to write it right now as though if you were to die today, if this, today was your last day on earth, write your obituary on what it would sound like. And I'm kind of sitting there going, that's kind of morose. And then she goes, now... I want you to write your obituary, say you live 20, 30, 40 more years, whatever it is, and write it with your greatest imagination in mind. What would they say? What would they say about you if everything that you wanted to accomplish happened? What would your obituary be like then? And I went, wow, that's a really cool exercise. So I actually did that, you know? And um, it's kind of cool because you can create your imagination and the mind human beings are on one thing they do on this planet they solve problems your mind is here to pose and solve problems your mind poses and solves problems that makes us distinct amongst every other living species on this planet so give it a good problem give it a problem that you it needs to solve don't give it bad problems because what you think about you talk about what you talk about you bring about so Start putting the things that you want to see happen in your life out in front of you. And to some of you, this might seem like, you know, my health is bad. I can barely walk. I've got swollen knees. Um, you know, I've done all that. I've kind of given up. And others of you might be going, eh, guy's kind of crazy. Others might be going, hmm, I might give that other a try. And other people going, yeah, I'm doing that. So whatever you decide to do, you're going to, you're going to make it happen. So... You know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. So um, I got on the show today not knowing what I was going to talk about. Hopefully it's been uh, at least a little bit inspirational. Um, it all started. And, you know, I do want to mention something about KSCO. You know, KSCO is just such an amazing station. It's stu it has stood the... the the track of time, whatever that's called. And it's here on um, Portola Avenue. You should come by and check it out. It's the only station like of its kind anymore. It was fashioned under, I believe, after a 1940s RCA Victor radio show. It's just a, such a neat little place. And, um, you know, we really need to make sure that we support this radio station. So when you hear people like Tom Quinn or other people saying we're listener-supported radio, I encourage you to, um, <clears throat> as they would say, deep down, dig down deep in your pockets and see what you can do to keep this kind of radio station going. And uh, Dave Michaels is uh, right now in the, in the room helping me out. He's going to be in the Dave Cave till 4 today till four o'clock. And uh, last, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how to build your immune system. One of the greatest ways to boost your immune system right now is vitamin D. And, uh, you know, especially if you're concerned about any of the stuff going around there, vitamin D, uh, a very interesting thing about it is it's actually considered a hormone, not a vitamin. But I talked about stress on the body. There's a term called hormesis, H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S, -S, hormesis. And it basically means stress. So anything is good for you until it's bad for you. You drink too much water, it will kill you. Uh, there's a woman that was drinking a water contest for school. Whoever got the most water won something. And she drank so much water that her, she alkalined her body so much and she succumbed to it. But when you go up that curve, like it's called a bell curve, right? It starts on the left, goes up, tops out, and goes down like a mountain. Anything on the left side is called good stress. Once you hit the top and go over the other side, it's called bad stress. So... That's when you go to a gym and work out. You work a muscle, you stress that muscle, it comes out. You're tearing the muscle down. But what you do in the gym isn't what's the good part of it, but it does tear down the muscle. What happens after that is the body repairs it. The body knows exactly what to do. It, it can heal itself. It heals from above, down, inside out. What it doesn't need is any interference. That's according to Dr. Reggie Gold, one of the greatest chiropractors I've ever known. He says the body needs no help. It just needs no interference. So we got to get that interference out of the way. 
But getting back to uh, vitamin D and hormesis, what we've discovered, and this is through Dr. Dan Pompa and the group of health centers of the future that I'm part of, there's like 60 of us on the planet working with something that nobody talks about, which is heavy metal poisoning, the deadly trio, heavy metals, molds, and hidden infections. If you've tried everything on the planet and still can't get well, I highly recommend that you fill out my neurotoxic questionnaire on McCollum Wellness and send it in. I'll and mention the station. I'll do a complimentary phone consultation with you to see if we can help you. But what I want to do on Horme talking about vitamin D is it's been discovered that it's better to take a large dose of vitamin D once a week than a daily dose. So let's say you take 10,000 IUs a day or 8,000 IUs a day. Um, well, what they've discovered is your body does better, better if you take 50,000 IUs once a week or 60,000 once a week and then not take it the rest of the week. What this does is it forces the body to recognize that vitamin D. The vitamin D is then grabbed and utilized by every cell in the body as a hormone to create all these effects to boost your immune system, cell function, other hormone function, and uh, it's, it's a, so that's a better way to take it. That's why we talk about diet variation in the ketogenic diet. You got you to gotta move in and out. If you've ever been on a diet that stopped working, it's because you haven't changed anything. Humans don't like change. People don't like to change, but your body needs change to survive. It's not too much. So Dave's open. They've got the Dave Cave open here. You can come down and get vitamin D. They've got an excellent quality or property excellent product here and it's, it is an excellent property too you should come check it out um, also the tangy tangerine just a really good way to keep yourself healthy and you know what you're supporting KSEO radio and you're supporting your health your own self you know sometimes it's important that you just make a change and um, I encourage you to do that so uh, this has been really fun today sometimes I have guests sometimes I just go I don't know what I'm going to talk about for some reason, I just open my mouth and things come out. So I hope I don't offend anybody. But if I do, it's hormesis. It's a little bit of stress is actually going to make you better. And uh, I be, I'm be i here every Saturday, um, 1 to 2, following um, Tom Quinn, who's got some pretty interesting subjects. Um, the station is here for you. Come down, talk to Dave in the cave. I think you'll love them if you don't know them yet. And uh, if you have any questions about your health, come see me. You know, um, any chiropractor, but uh, I'm Dr. Duncan McCollum. I'll tell you whether I think you are in the right office. Not only can I help you potentially with uh, pain, like if it's something to do with your nerves, but also with weight loss. I work with the ketogenic intermittent fasting via Dr. Pompa. Um, Cellular detoxification, the deadly trio, or heavy metals, molds, and hidden infections. Heavy metals come down four generations through your mother's umbilical blood. So um, I'll be back next week. Uh, it's uh, coming up to the top of the hour. I want to listen to Louis Armstrong tell us about what a wonderful world. And this, for, I got this, and Michael's on Maine, they have this whole song written on a wall. And so I want to thank Michael's on Maine for being there. And uh, I just encourage you to go, uh, go frequent our local businesses. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. The bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, 